Hello and welcome to the first podcast of 2022. Well done, you made it. You're still alive, you've made it through all the shit of the last few years to another year. And 2022, it's gonna be the year. It's gonna be the year, isn't it? It's gonna be the year that you do that and you do this and you do what you promised and and all that other stuff, okay? If you made any resolutions, good luck. Um, don't make them myself because I know I can't stick to them. And also, if you've got something that you really need to do, probably don't want to wait to New Year to kick in to try and do it. Just crack. Well, anyway, look, I'm not going to start preaching. It's a little bit early for that. So, welcome. Welcome one. Welcome all. Welcome bollockers. Nice to have you back. And welcome to people listening for the first time, of which there may be a few, because this is a bit of a crossover podcast, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. This is, um, well, this is a podcast where I interview, to quote, um, two award-winning LBGTQ podcast hosts, and that is James Barr and Dan Hudson of the A Gay and a Non-Gay podcast. Now, um, I met Dan um, a while ago. He actually came to the live um, Talking Bollocks podcast that I did with Godless a few years ago, um, and very kindly uh, invited me to the premiere of what we're going to be talking about, which is their documentary for the BBC, which was A Sachet to Hell, which is about their journey uh, to Bloodstock. That's right, the Bloodstock Festival that, um, that well, myself and uh, was playing with Acid Rain. Um, uh, they are the band I front. I haven't done the usual intro here. I'll, I'll do that in a little bit. Um, so we have a chat about that. And, they, and like I said, I was invited to the, uh, the premiere, which unfortunately I couldn't make. But we did manage to set up a chat on Zoom, which was very enjoyable. You're about to hear all about it. And after the interview, I will do all the spiel about how you can sign up for um, my Patreon, etc, etc. There are links in the description that will take you to the BBC iPlayer, where you should be able to watch the documentary. Now, if you're outside of the UK, I'm not sure what the rights are. But you know, if you if you search for um, Sashay to hell, and that's Sashay S A S H A Y, not Sashay as in Sashay of sugar, not Satchet, okay? It's Sashay. Anyway, that's enough of me and enough of my gibbering. Um, what I do want to say is there's going to be, this isn't the usual first podcast of the year. Usually the first podcast of the year, I do all my top fives and everything else of uh, the top five releases of the previous year, etc, etc. That is going to come in a short additional podcast, which you'll be able to download very, very soon. So without further ado, why don't we have a listen to the chat that we, that um, James and Dan and I had just before Christmas, not too long before Christmas. It was fun. Hope you enjoy it. And one thing that hasn't changed from any year is that I forgot to mention, um, if you click the link in the description of the podcast, you can go and see the interview that we did on Zoom on the Talking Bollocks YouTube channel. And if you can't see a link in the description, for some reason your device doesn't support links, then just go to YouTube and search the Talking Bollocks um, podcast site. That's Talking Bollocks, Talking Bollocks with an Z on the end instead of an S. And now to the interview. Dan, I was trying to convince James that we've met before. Um, he's having none of it. Did James turn up downstairs at that live podcast that you came to? No, 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 he definitely didn't. He definitely didn't. Oh, uh, well, how... Would... Okay. Sorry. Must have been another Sorry. gay. You're confusing me. With. <laughs> oh, yeah. Classic. Yeah. yeah, you throw that at me. Yeah, yeah. Why not? <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Okay, well, yeah. Um... <laughs> it must have been. It must be because I've just, I've literally I've um, I've watched a, I've watched a documentary a couple of times, and um, the second time I watched it was literally about an hour ago. Um, so James, you're even more familiar to me. Well, thank um, you for for getting our numbers up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's got to be done, hasn't it? It's got to be done. I mean, I look. I'm I'm a uh, I, I'm in awe of the of the success that you that you guys are. Having, I mean, it was it was way back. I think twenty nineteen when um, when Dan you came um, to the yeah. live podcast that I did with the uh, 
the Twitter phenomenon known as God Godless. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. and um, and you know, you you were gaining some traction, and the and the podcast was was really starting to kind of you know blow up, as it were. Um, and since then, it's it just seems to have you know seems to have really um, uh, really hit the heights. So you guys must be really excited. You know, I mean, this is really cool, is it not? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah, you're right. It, it's continued to grow and grow. Um, and yeah, I guess this is the latest thing that we've done. But I mean, it, it's it's enormous, really, to to have like a BBC TV doc <laughs> um, come out. Yeah, it's quite the leap. Um, and also, like, to have it at <laughs> at a metal festival uh, about heavy metal and everything that that encompasses is incredible. Really, it's like um, totally yeah. speechless. I mean, a jealous, obviously, <laughs> uh, um, but uh, but it's it's really cool. I mean, I, I, you know, metal gets so little exposure in the mainstream um, that you know you guys are going to be instantly embraced by the entire community because you've you've highlighted a you know what it's all about. Also, the coolest of the festivals. Um, and and you know and, and not taking the piss out of it, which is which is invariably what happens. You know, people just only go to these festivals to take the piss out of it. But you being, you know, you being a metaler and James, you being in, incredibly open to new experiences, um, it, it worked really well. And you know, congrats. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, we're really proud of it, and I'm I'm proud of uh, the metal community as well. <laughs> I'm glad I could be a small part of it. Uh, well, I look. I have to tell you that you are part of it now, and you will be forever, whether you like it or not. You have been, <laughs> you have been claimed. You have been branded. So what am I going to get? Are people just going to come up to me in the street and shout Slayer? That, my friend, is very possible. <laughs> I mean, I would yeah. actually love that. That'd be so funny. <laughs> well, I'd say. Well, if, if if we meet and do one of these face to face sometime, then I I promise that is how the interview will start. <laughs> Great. Okay. Um, and needless to say. Um, Next time, I mean, I'm sure you're getting all sorts of offers, but next time we play London, I, I sing in a thrash metal band called Acid Rain. And next time we play London, you guys have got to come down because whilst I was watching it, I was thinking, I, like like Evil Scarecrow, we have, uh, uh, we play very fast, very loud, very thrashy metal, but we're all about having a good time. You know, we want people to enjoy themselves. We want people to, you know, really just cut loose in a good way so you know we I've, I've, I've said we don't play gigs we host parties and you're invited to the next one it'd be great to see you guys come down and 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 you know james i love you to you know uh, experience a, a you know a kind of camden underworld sweaty thrashy happy pit yes i mean Love it. As as Dan and I, I'm sure we'll discuss in the future. Metal is is clearly for life, not just for one bloodstock summer. So absolutely, uh, I'm there. <laughs> awesome. That'd be great. Maybe and only for five minutes. I don't know if I can deal with the whole thing. It's a lot of energy, but I'm there. Uh, it's it, 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 that. Well, that's cool. That's cool. Um, because that that would make up for the fact that the band who was on the main stage before Venom Prison was us and you missed us out of your documentary oh, gutted what? Why? gutted oh really i didn't know that sorry yeah. <laughs> you were <on> <laughs> that's just... dan's fault oh, dan sorry. was in charge of the scheduling and oh, the fans we were seeing and when yes I... you were so <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think i was i don't think i was how was how was the uh, how was the crowd because it was pretty by the time venom prison came on it was it was massive wasn't it yeah yeah i mean it was it was well we've we've been around for over 30 years and um and so there's you know there's there's a, a people there who'd never even seen us so there was quite um it's quite a crowd it was great unfortunately we had huge technical issues that meant we didn't actually play a song for five minutes um i would have loved that well <laughs> I, 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 I i'm sure i'm sure you would because i've got it we missed it well, well i've been, i've been a stand-up for 25 years so to me it was just like i basically emceed like right. the gig for five minutes whilst you know shit got fixed or didn't perfect um so yeah, it was it it was basically five minutes of me just jabbering on, 
Um, but it, no, it, it was great. It was absolutely great. Really enjoyed it. It was, it was awesome fun. But yeah, as soon as I saw the documentary and I was like, oh my God, how? Because this is how a performer thinks, you know, oh my God, how am I not on this? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I completely, I completely get that. Yeah, I'd be really angry with Dan as well. To be honest, though, is, is it worse? Is that worse than having done it? Because we we filmed for, I believe, over twenty five hours. So, oh, what, God, which yeah. would have been worse, like not talking to you or talking to you, and then just not using it, which we had to do with loads and loads of people. <laughs> oh, I, to be to be honest, which would be I've experienced both in my long career, yeah. and um, I have to say that they they suck equally because ultimately. Um, if you were if you were interviewed and it doesn't get used, only you know. So that's like one more person than nobody. So yeah. it's kind of like you know, yeah, it's kind of redundant, really. But anyway, look, this 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 isn't about me. This is about <laughs> you guys. And um, uh, and um, though I picked up on something you said early in the documentary, James, that I just wanted to to sort of steer towards, which was that you said you felt uncomfortable. Um, which I totally understood, but but by the same token, I wanted to. I also wanted to be clear: you weren't made to feel uncomfortable; you just felt uncomfortable. That's a good distinction. Yeah, I, I'd say that was true. Um, I mean, what's the difference between making someone feel uncomfortable and them feeling uncomfortable? Uh... Well, I, I think if I think if somebody if somebody has an agenda to make somebody feel uncomfortable, then that's I mean, being made to feel uncomfortable literally in that in the documentary within the first few minutes of dan and i walking around and i know we were on camera but you know a guy did wank off at me in a high vis now <laughs> i might be into that who knows but that was a lot and I, that did make me feel uncomfortable but i think also <laughs> what i was wearing versus what everyone else was wearing made me feel uncomfortable but is that my fault or is that everyone else's fault because uh, they're all dressed in black I don't, well, really that, I don't think it matters, I, actually. Yeah, I, well, funnily enough, first of all, can, can, I, can I just say that it, he either gave you the wanker sign or he actually wanked off? Oh, no, he actually pretended to wank off, yeah. Right, okay, that's, that's, that's interesting. Wearing so a high... That to me is more, that's more like a gay slur than just doing a wanker sign. Uh, yeah, and also wearing a high vis, which is a lovely bit of detail. Um, <laughs> uh, is is this a is this a was this a like a, a member of the festival staff or was this just somebody wandering around? I mean, they seem fucked up, so I would say not. I think just a person. I mean, it's hard to tell. People are wearing all sorts of things at the yeah. festival, um, but I wouldn't have imagined that someone that worked for Bloodstock would be so offensive. Uh, no, who could? Um, uh, that, that, that was to come LOL. Later. Uh, 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 um, so, uh, well, uh, to be fair, out of twenty odd thousand people, I think like you know one dickhead in a in, in a high vis is, is right. Totally, that's but allowed, isn't it? When you're saying like you know, did you yeah. feel like, were you made yeah, I get it. I think at times maybe, but you know, that's just my life anyway. Yeah, fair enough, and and totally understandable. You know, you're in you're in a, a an extreme environment. Even for people who like metal, there's some people who'd be like metal who'd be like, "Do you want to go to Bloodstock?" <laughs> Fuck no. Yeah, you know, I just I just no arms length. But, but a lot of people told me they love my outfit too. So a lot of people were trying to make me feel comfortable. But then sometimes you can read that wrong and think that they are taking the mick out of you. So who knows, really? Well. But Put it this way: If you turned up, if you turned up to see us, you would not have been the only man in outrageous lycra, and <laughs> certainly not the. Uh, and so, I mean, we we have guys turning up in dresses. Last time we played Bloodstock, we had a guy to, uh, who wore a pink dress for the whole day, es especially for us, because our, our an album we came up that we brought out in 1990 is pink and uh, and cyan, and. Um, uh, and he wore a pink and cyan dress all day just to get attention, complete with um, balloons, balloon boobs, the whole the whole thing. Love it. Yeah, properly committed. <laughs> um, or needed committing, one of the two. Yeah. Um, but he was, and that's, that's the kind of sort of outfit that is perfectly acceptable. I guarantee if you wore what you wore to Bloodstock to one of our shows, people would be like, cool. I've, yeah, I, I think, I, you know. I think it's um can I why are you are you asking that because you want to shift the blame from the metal community <laughs> to me no 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 personal because I think that yeah there were there was there was a bunch of lads there wearing like hot pants or whatever 
So I felt like they were my crew. But then because I felt uncomfortable, I looked uncomfortable and therefore that invites people the yeah. opportunity to make you uncomfortable. And I, I don't know if, if I went next time, I probably wouldn't feel like that. Because I'd be yeah. like, well, I'm mates with evil scarecrow, so you can fuck off. <laughs> yeah, ab- <laughs> a- a- absolutely, absolutely. And um, and like I said, I think if you, I think if you went again, um, given the notoriety that that has that has and is going to come with this documentary, um, you'd be welcome with open arms. I think you know people who just want to get selfies with you and you know, <laughs> and just just so they can say that they've met you. So wow. you know, I know. Not, not by the way, not you, Dan. No, no, not me, just that... James. Just James. Why yeah. not Dan? <laughs> no, definitely Dan too. He's a metal icon. That's what he's been saying on LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> no, no, no. I get, I get it. I get it. We'll be trying to spread um, the meme. There's a meme that we've made of me going in the in the mosh pit for. I guess it was Cray the Filth. So, um, that's it's hilarious. And uh, I, yeah. If you can spread that is meme that, around and, and make it go is that viral. Is opening that your emails on Monday morning? Yeah, I, it's when you open your emails on Monday morning and then it's me like charging around the pit. So yeah, if uh, if we can get that to go viral, then um, yeah, by next year's Budstock, people will be <laughs> queuing up for selfies. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, so look, I'm, I'm presuming that this whole let's go to Bloodstock was was your idea dan did you pitch the bbc were you in were you already in in conversation how did it how did that come about yeah so i i worked there as a as a freelancer and um we were just having i just basically asked for a meeting with 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 a guy who has the power i guess to commission this kind of thing um i took took james along and uh yeah we basically said we've got this idea where we want to go to a festival um and hilariously to me at least James was like yeah we're gonna go to Reading Reading Festival because it's like really it's really rocky and it's really dirty and this kind of stuff which obviously at one point it was but it it isn't now is it at all um no and I was I was interrupting James then he doesn't mean Reading he means download or bloodstock um and then I think uh by 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 me saying that I think the guy kind of straight away got the gist of what this was going to be if James is already like Oh my god, how horrible is Reading? It's like we've well, got another thing coming when you get when you get to Bloodstock. Um, yeah. So yeah, so so almost straight away, actually, he the, the the guy with the power, shall we say, was like, yeah, let's do it, let's do it. Um, but then obviously COVID happened, and we were sitting on it for for a really long time. Um, the idea originally was to go to download. Um, but obviously, and, and that was all ready to go, but then, then COVID happened and we couldn't do download. Um, and then Download Pilot rocked up. So I was like, oh, maybe we can do our download documentary. But um, it was too, like none of us were vaxxed and there was just loads of health and safety questions. And the BBC were like, it's just too soon. So I was like, okay, what about Bloodstock then? And then, um, Everyone seemed to get quite excited about that prospect because uh, Judas Priest were playing. We've had Rob Halford on. Obviously, he's gay. Um, and I was pointing out quite a few of the, of the interesting people that were playing on the bill, including Venom Prison, and you know, which has a woman on it. Uh, not not Acid Rain. Obviously. Not Acid Rain. No, sorry. Um, and yeah, very quickly we, um, you know, uh, the BBC were could see how you know this was actually quite doable and would be a great documentary yet yeah, to do at Bloodstock and. Very quickly, as is as is rare, but 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 occasionally does happen. Very quickly, it, it it you know it got booked in, and we were assigned like a production crew. And next thing you know, we were there. I mean, it was insane how quickly it went from let's go to Bloodstock to us being at Bloodstock. Um, I thought it was just not going to happen because there was just so much so much could have gone wrong if any of us had got COVID, either me or James or. I think there was a five-person production crew. Then you know it would have been cancelled, or you know, oh, if, yeah. if any of us had got a cold, or do you know what I mean? Anything, it would have just just would have had to suck it off, which would have been devastating because you know these things are time sensitive, aren't they? If you can't do it, if we hadn't done it this year, it would be another year. It's not like you can do it in December or something. Um, so yeah, right up until the wire, I was like, this is going to be, this is too good to be true. This is, but then when we got there and we both tested negative and went in, it was like, oh my God, we're here and we're doing a documentary with a five person film crew. This is insane. Cause I've obviously been doing festivals, um, 
for the likes of Kerrang and um, for, for years and, and student radio before that, where it's just me and this mic and I'm chatting to bands yeah. and like the, the audience is relatively small and you know, you see all these, the same people at all these festivals and um, like online blogs and, and people who love doing it, but it doesn't necessarily get a lot of views or whatever as people doing it for the love. And that's normally me. And then suddenly we're like swanning around with a five person film crew and getting all this access and stuff. It was just in, insane really. Um, it's probably the, I mean, if, if I died tomorrow, I'd be very happy that like, uh, with what I've achieved <laughs> by doing this documentary. Um, yeah, so I'm just rambling because I'm excited. No, no, not <laughs> at all. I, I, no, no, I, I, look, it's it's admirable um, because getting it, I mean, you know, I've tried to get various vehicles and projects off the ground with the BBC over the years and, and you know, they all crash and burn eventually. Um, so when you were saying, you know, that this came about, you know, quite quickly for this kind of thing, it's like, well, yeah, something like coming around and happening at all yeah. is rare, but happening, happening quickly is even rarer. Um, and, funny, and I think, I th sorry, go on. Yeah, funnily enough, what, what's interesting to me is the projects that we've done that have happened have been the ones where we've just been in a meeting with someone and they've gone, yeah, that sounds like a great idea, go and do it. Whereas when I've sat like costing things, and like asking for money and for funding and stuff to go and make a documentary in Italy or something. And I've, I've said to James, yeah. there's no way they're not going to give it, look at the level of detail in this and like, this will be amazing. And they and that has not happened. So it's mad how, yeah. you know, what gets commissioned and what doesn't and how quickly stuff, you know, when it's like half an idea and then the, someone just goes, yeah, go and do it. You just think, oh my God, like I've wasted a month on, the last thing that never happened and you've just signed this off this is insane yeah i think i don't know if it's i don't know if it's true but it, it maybe it's more the the fact that when it's when it's more and, and i mean this in a positive way when it's more of a half-baked idea that the person commissioning it feels feels more involved in it and feels like it that they're part of it because it's just an idea and they're helping to grow it and germinate it so it they, you know, they feel part of it and it, it, you know, they can kind of put, put their stamp on it rather than like, right, here it is, here's the whole thing. Here's it costed out to the absolute penny, just yes or no. Yeah. It's, you know, there's less buy-in. Um, whereas something like you sitting there going, no, he doesn't mean Reading. He means download and bloodstock. There's a, there's a nice kind of sort of knockabout. Yeah. Right. All right. Fuck it. Let's do that then. Yeah, I guess so. I've never really thought about it like that. Yeah, that's that's a good way of um, that's a good that's a good way of putting it. Um, but yeah, I did. I guess my instinct is to be like, go into meetings or go into pitches with just everything as as you know as um, as as costed or whatever as possible, so, that, so yeah. that they don't have a reason yeah. to to not commission it. But maybe I should stop doing that and just swan in. Well <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm 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 exactly the opposite, and and um, I'm going to go on a you know I'd love to know where where you're at in all this, James. But I'm I'm exactly the opposite. If I've got an idea, then I'm going to go in with that idea and hope that that idea takes flight, and with with the minimum amount of research and um, and evidence <laughs> and evidence to back anything up. It's just I believe so passionately in this that you know just but buy into my stupid idea, please. And that's never worked either. So maybe it's like, you know, somewhere in the middle. I don't think there's any science to it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. think there is. I think, I mean, Dan's making it sound like it, it was quick. I don't think it was quick. It, was, it felt terribly slow. We started the podcast five and a half years ago and we've been trying to get something in TV to happen since then. And it only just happened. And it was quick from the moment of going, oh, what about Bloodstock? But that's only because it was only like a month away. But it previously been closed down a couple of times because of COVID. So I didn't feel like it was quick. But I'm very happy. Yeah. Hey, look, ultimately, I think, I, I, and yeah, no one, no one wants to hear this, but uh, I think COVID did you, know, did you a favor. Because um, A, personally, I think you've got a better festival to go to. I think you've got a, uh, a more representative of the metal community festival to go to. I think you've got more access than you would have got at download. Um, a lot less red tape, um, a better bill, better bands, a better experience. Um, I mean, really, 
just genuinely um i the the crowd that go to 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 bloodstock as well because it's kind of limited and and it is very heavy metal it's a proper heavy metal festival whereas download these days is more is more crossover there is more kind of like your casual rock fan is 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 going to go to download and sort of you know there's going to be enough for them to do um whereas you've really got to be into your metal to 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 go to bloodstock because you know that there isn't going to be there isn't going to be you know a stage with a band essentially wearing fairly normal casual clothes playing slightly heavy rock it's you know it's it's all in or nothing um and it tends to be a little bit more of a family vibe as well because it's that it's that bit smaller the minute you go that bit bigger you lose that you know you lose that personality and and it becomes a bit kind of like a homogenous festival whereas bloodstock is still very you know very metal um and um yeah i just think that uh I, I, yeah I, I think it worked brilliantly it really did it really did yeah that's a good point I, i'd never really sort of considered it like that but yeah you've pretty much hit the nail on the head with all those all those things and they looked after us so well at, at bloodstock and all the prs and everything and all the bands and yeah i think it downloads yeah. it you know things would have got moved around and bands would have pulled out and all this kind of stuff. Um, well, Bloodstock, Bloodstock is run by a family. I mean, it's corny and it's cheesy, but it's a heavy metal family. It's a heavy metal family running a festival for the heavy metal family. Um, it, you know, it's not a massive live nation um, uh, brand that frankly doesn't give a shit whether you're there or not, you yeah. know, but Blood, Bloodstock, it's like, it's, it's, it's great exposure for the festival as well. You try and sell that to, you know, somebody within Live Nation and they'll be like, exposure. What do we need that for? True. Um, yeah. I had actually never been to Bloodstock. This was, this was my first Bloodstock, amazingly. Oh, wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I'd actually always thought it was probably a bit too much for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but he's got no problem dragging James along to, yeah, to his first metal festival. Oh, that well, that's interesting to hear. How do you feel about that, Joe? Such a good friend, isn't he? Such a good friend. Uh, I don't really believe him when he says that. I know it sounds weird, but I mean, he was like straight into the mosh pit. He was ready to crowd surf. Like, I don't, I don't know if he, it was as heavy as maybe he thought it was going to be, or, or he's just saying that for like dramatic effect. No, I think yeah. it's got a bit more mainstream, hasn't it, over the years, Howard? Um, because I remember when yes. he first started looking at the lineup and being like this i mean i could have a good time here but i'm not like desperate to see any of these bands whereas now you know you've got the likes of skin dread and um i don't think that would have happened like five years oh, ago i no, no, absolutely i i played i um i headlined the comedy tent about i think it was 2013 2014 and headlining on the maid stage was emperor right. um so i mean for your information james like scare like evil scarecrow but with absolutely no sense of humour and really fucking mean it. Yeah. Wow. Actual evil. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't really deal with that. <laughs> no, no. They're, they are. They are a. Um, you know. They're, they're an acquired taste. Let's say even within <laughs> even within the metal community. So so yeah. I I think you're right. It has over the years. It has kind of mellowed, as it were. Yeah, that's I, mellow. Okay, wow, <laughs> that is interesting. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, Skinjet are pretty, pretty, pretty mainstream, aren't they? Like, oh, so, you know, yes. there's, there's a lot going on in there. It's not just like heavy. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd never been, so I was really excited to go. Um, and yeah, when I got there, I, I was thinking, God, why have I never been here? Why have I always been at Download or whatever? Um, especially being from the Midlands and just being not that far. Admit, admittedly, the other side of the Midlands, you know, Birmingham, but still, it's 45 minutes away from door to door. Yeah. So I don't know and, why and the, the, Well, the great thing about Bloodstock as well is you can actually walk around it in, like, no time at all, and you can see everything, whereas, like, you know, download, it's like, oh, when are so-and-so banned on? Like, in an hour and a half, let's set off now then. You know, you know, yeah. and you're in the fucking campsite of the festival, but it's going to take you an hour and a half to get to where you want to go. And it's like, you know, that's just, it's just too big for me. Um, yeah, especially you know, if that if the band is shit or something, or you know, <laughs> do you know what I mean? You're like, oh, I've just wasted two hours on, yeah, on trying to yeah. find whoever. 
I can't think of an example, but yeah, I've I've been traced around download a lot. I think that it's got better over the years, hasn't it? But the they they don't know what they're doing, do they? With the layout and it changes from year to year, and like they try and cut yeah. down on that kind of stuff. But if they, you know, you can't really because it is so big. Like it is it is a trek from one thing to the other. Whatever, however you do it, isn't it? Yeah, uh, look for for me, um, it's not a festival if there is a mini Sainsbury's been set up in the campsite. Yeah, and it's like... Oh, my God, they have a Sainsbury's? Yeah, yeah. Like wow, mi- that's so good. Yeah, little mini little mini superstores set up, and oh it's just God, like... amazing. <laughs> right, it's, it's download for you next year, isn't it, Joe? They have hairspray and deodorant. Yeah, <laughs> they do, they do, yeah. They have them. Oh, uh, what? Why didn't you tell me? Phone charging stations, <laughs> you name it. Yeah. yeah, and Cadbury's chocolate buttons, I imagine, if it's the Sainsbury's. <laughs> Well, that, that's that's what everybody is looking for in a in a festival, really. Is well, it? I mean, you joke, but really, it is easy ac- <laughs> easy access to chocolate buttons is right up there on, every, on everyone's menu. Yeah. Um, so uh, look, you've done you've done the classic fish out of water documentary here. Okay, now I'm presuming, like with my TV commissioning head on, that the obvious part two is James takes. Uh, you Dan to a festival um, and and you're the fish out of water um, is is that something that's going to happen um, I, there's no plans at the minute I, I don't know whether it works as well I don't want to talk myself out of a documentary but I don't know whether it works quite as well because what would the equivalent be James um, Mosh to heaven uh <laughs> moshing to heaven I, i'm not sure uh well the, yeah it would be you at mighty hoopla it would be you at you know a lady gaga show or pride in new york something completely out of your comfort zone well i don't think that's true though because i have been to pride in new york and i have been to but, but you haven't been to pride in new york in the way that i would do it which is what? <laughs> you haven't been surrounded by topless men wearing no clothes, have you? I guess not. I guess not. Is, uh, is, are, are topless men wearing no clothes otherwise known as naked men? <laughs> I guess yeah. so. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm just, just, yeah. just... I mean, actually, it's, you're, I haven't, we haven't really thought about it, but it, we sort of thought of this documentary as more of the answer because Dan has been to Pride events with me and he has done loads of stuff in the gay community but I wouldn't say he's gone hard like he's not dragged up for example which would be brilliant so and I've now dragged up in the metal community so it is kind of Dan's turn. Right now that's interesting Um, purely for my own um, uh, means dragged up what does that mean? Oh like as in drag race like seeing dan with a drag queen alter ego right brilliant ah uh, right okay so i've i've got my evil scarecrow alter ego now absolutely uh, spears deep throat was my name and so dan dan now needs a drag <laughs> alter ego if he's going to match the equivalent in my community so yeah i think there is room to do another sachet to hell but but in right. my community instead funny that my... right so, yeah go on go on sorry no, no, because say so it'd be Dan Sachet to hell. This is this is this is great. This is great. This is a this is a creative meeting we're having here, guys. Fun, funny enough, so James has mentioned Mighty Hoopla and um the lineup to that came out just like an hour ago or something, and, and my girlfriend said, Oh my god, look at all this look at this lineup. And she's like texting my friends going, Oh my god, we can't wait to see this. If I were to do a documentary there, I just I just think I'd be bored. I don't like I don't have anything against any of the artists playing or whatever, but I just think, I don't think it would be a good documentary for me to be watching, is it Steps that are playing and the Sugar Babes? I'd just be like, I'd just be bored. Was I not bored watching Venom Prison? I, I don't know, were you bored? I don't think you were bored watching Cradle. I mean, I don't think you were, was just like, what the fuck is going on? I don't think you were bored watching Cradle of Filth, for example, because you know, there's just all skin dread. I don't think that was boring for you. Tell me if right. I'm wrong. No, I know what you mean. But how can you say sugar babes are boring? That's so offensive. Well, just because it's not my it's not my taste, is it? But I would love to watch you being bored. I think that'd be really <laughs> funny. <laughs> what? It is a bored man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I, 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 okay. I know what you mean. I think, I think, I think in a, it's again, it's the fish out of water, isn't it? Because yes, you, you would be bored and everybody around you would be having like the time of their lives. And that, and that's what makes it compelling viewing, I guess. I also think there's probably an opportunity for us to both feel out of our comfort zone in, in other stuff, because just as a duo, we're quite an interesting mix and we're very different and we have a completely different language. And I've said before, I feel like we're aliens to each other in certain things, but we both have the same heart, I guess. And so, yeah, I think there's some scope to do more in worlds that neither of us get. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's kind of like, yeah, you're, you're kind of, you know, the new Louis and Theroux, you know, it's kind of like, there's a, there's a, <laughs> which one's which? I, I don't, oh, don't drag me into that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I, yeah, because it is, it's a, you know, you, there's a definitely a unique dynamic there and that, you know, the, the, also the fact that there is two of you, that there is like, you know, whenever using Louis Theroux as, a, 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 as an example, it's just it's one individual with a slightly different take on things. And I think, you know, two oh, of well, you... I think we'll coin that for our next um, <laughs> for our next commissioning meeting. We are the new Louis and Theroux. <laughs> by, by all means, by it's all brilliant. means. Um, 5%. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's, we'll, that's... Go with, we'll say yes to that. Right, now. great. Okay, cool. Um, it's five percent, and nothing is nothing. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And I'm all about the nothing. Um, <laughs> so, uh, James, coming away from that, I mean, you know, for the, like you said, you filmed over 24 hours, etc. I was expecting the, the 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 Rob Halford interview, but you've mentioned you've had him on the podcast before. Yeah, um, we just couldn't be bothered, really. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> no, he was busy, and it was it was impossible to to get our diaries to work. So we just were like, you know what, it's fine. Yeah, it's good without. Yeah, well, I, I actually I was um, uh, I I'm very old friends with um, Andy Sneap, who's one of the guitarists in um, uh, uh, in Jews Priest, and um, I was I was at Bloodstock the last time. Um, priest played and they actually ended up from a transport perspective they ended up ended up getting a cab from from Birmingham to the festival just just like any old cab wow. and um, yeah and the cab driver had absolutely no idea who they were he dropped them off outside like they were just like some old some, some old guys going to a heavy metal festival nice yeah <laughs> absolutely no idea um, um which uh, you'll never guess who had the back in my cab the other day who oh i, I don't know i think uh, i'd love to know whether rob's seen it i think he'd be really gutted he's not in it actually i was i, I was kind of kind of waiting i must admit i was you know if, if there was any disappointment involved in watching it other than obviously me not being in it um was um was was rob halford yeah because i i but then again that kind of threw me a little bit of a curveball because I think that's that's it. It you know again a non-gay go to Bloodstock Judas Priest headlining. When's the Rob Halford interview? Oh, uh, fine, it's not. Yeah, throw yeah. me for a curveball. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, go on. No, you go on, James. Go on. No, I don't know. I mean, I just I think it's that wasn't the choice. That wasn't deliberately a choice, but yeah. it, but it ended up I suppose being like well good and you know what that i suppose that documentary it, as much as it is for people that like metal that would know who rob halford is it's also a documentary for people that don't know metal and i think more more so it's for people that that pre- have prejudice towards people that dress like that and enjoy that music so actually they wouldn't need rob halford in it in it anyway yeah yeah and we um, um, and, and that's interesting james were you were you surprised by the parallels that 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 you witnessed as in the amount of people who were who were who were openly saying well look you know um i didn't know I, everyone had so much trauma yeah i, I definitely didn't realize that they I, I knew from dan that people were marginalized quote unquote for, for liking rock music um but i didn't realize that people leaned into it well in some cases because of trauma that they'd experienced at school or because that they were different or felt othered and so it was interesting to learn that there is a whole community of perhaps majority straight people that are also feeling 
like they don't belong. I think that was really powerful. Yeah, and and, and, it, and it came across in the show as well, because I think, um, look, I mean, it's a long time ago now, but, you know, when I was growing up, I was, you know, I, I was a metaler. You know, anybody who's into metal will tell you that it's uh, it's as much a lifestyle as it is as it is a, a music. And and it's not a choice either. Um, that's something I definitely, not? definitely not. Definitely not. The music chooses you. You have no say. <laughs> that's as, it's as simple as that it's like it, it, I mean I was into all sorts of, of music as a kid growing up it was always I think you know um, kind of more just kind of more alternative kind of stuff but as soon as as soon as I discovered metal it was just literally like everything else went out the window and it was like I you know that the music chose me definitely not the other way around and then because it's a lifestyle, you take that lifestyle on and there's a look and a certain look that goes with it. And straight away, that look singles you out as not looking like everybody else. And the minute that happens, you start getting grief for it. Yeah, and it might have been sort of, you know, 30, 35 years ago. I mean, I'm 51 now. But when I was kind of like, you know, between the ages of sort of 14 and kind of 17, regularly running away, from uh, from from people who want to kick the shit out of you because you're wearing a leather jacket and you've got long hair. So, yeah, it's marginalised without a doubt, you know? Mm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, yeah, I don't have anything to add to them. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, on. I know. I, 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 it's, not, it's not so much a question, but more a kind of... It, it was interesting to see you, James, talking to people that that were expressing you know their um being othered if you like you know how and their feelings of being um outcasts from society and it was quite clear that that you know there was that you you, you could both relate to each other's experiences yeah absolutely yeah and and that's kind of, is that was that a surprise to you uh it shouldn't have been <laughs> but yeah i think so yeah definitely well because dan just goes on about how privileged he is all the time without getting into it it's like oh you know i'm great my life's brilliant objectively great um he, he's not let me into that side of it before i don't know why i'm not sure whether he just hasn't experienced that himself although i think from chats with him now i know that he has um but yeah it's so dan hasn't really shared that with me so I right. didn't have the opportunity to learn that, but then he he might disagree. Maybe I just wasn't open to it. I I don't think I've 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 had it pretty pretty good on that front. I haven't really been chased like down the road or whatever. But then again, I look pretty mainstream. Do you know what I mean? I don't have yeah. tattoos or long hair or anything really. And unless I'm wearing like a black t-shirt, I don't think you would necessarily clock that I was like a rock person. Um, you have been chased down the street, actually, Dan, but by a dog. Oh, yeah, I've been chased down the street by a dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, a, yeah. A, a dog that had a particular dislike of heavy metal. Yeah, we'll it, send it, you the clip. Yeah, the dog, the dog, was, not, Please, the dog was not a metal fan. Um, Dan was live on the radio at the time, so it was a rather funny moment. Oh, brilliant. Podcast. But yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Dan. But yeah, so, I mean, in the, in the doc, there's this bit where we're talking about Sophie Lancaster and I was a bit worried about how that might mm. come across because I didn't want it to come across like me saying, oh my God, my life is so awful because like I got pushed into a bush once or something um, or whatever nonsense. Um, and I was really worried about that when it when it came out and um, I was having a back and forth with uh, like... A couple of mates about it and they were like well it might it might not have really happened to you but it definitely happened to us we've been punched in the face and all this kind of stuff um and then my my friend simon was saying it's like i think it he it's happened it 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 was happening more than you now remember if that makes sense and it's not just yeah. about what's happening it's like what might happen or what you think might happen at any point if you're walking down the street and there's a load of rowdy people or whatever um which I thought was interesting. Um, it's hard to like look back, really, isn't it, and think like um, what what was going on when you were fourteen. But I do since the documentary's come out, and I've, I guess I've been thinking about it quite a lot. I do remember just being like walking down the street and being like, "Just leave me alone. Just don't speak to me." Do you know what I mean? Because yeah, 
and yeah, I guess that's just as bad sometimes as actual violence or the threat of it. But then even when I'm saying this, I'm like, oh God, why, like, obviously compared to what other people go through, you know, gay people or transgender people or whatever, it's ridiculous, but... Women. Women, yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? So even me saying that, I'm like, ah, this is, like, a bit silly, really. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But, yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, sure. But, yeah, I... You don't, you don't, you don't feel, yeah, you don't feel like a, an oppressed minority. No. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's been interesting. But it's been interesting to get loads of texts from people who I've grown up with going, yeah, well, you might have got away with it, but we were punched in the face and had to check, yeah. run, you know, run down the street and all this kind of stuff. Um, I don't know why I managed to get away with it, really. Uh, I think I've got a face that just looks like, makes me look like I'm hard when I'm not. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I genuinely don't want to comment on that. Um, yeah, I'm I, staying I, silent too. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I think there's, there's no good way out of that. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, so you're in you're in New York at the moment. Is that is that um, holidaying or are you spreading the word of the podcast? No, I'm not really spreading the word of the podcast because it's only available in, in the UK, unfortunately. Um, otherwise, well, the documentary is, but the podcast is available worldwide. Yes, the podcast is available world, worldwide. What he said. Um, if the doc was available worldwide, I'd be the the promo train would be ridiculous. <laughs> But yeah, it's yeah. I'm always thankful in a way. It's just relevant in the UK because we can just do UK press and 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 leave it at that. Otherwise, I'd be going. Oh, you around. sound so funny. <laughs> why? Why is that funny? Who is he? Oh, you know, oh, it's just exhausting. Luckily, we're just doing UK. <laughs> well, yeah, you you literally just enjoying sound, you, it. I'm you enjoying literally, it. Yeah, you literally sound like a band. It's like you've put yeah, the album out. It's like well, we're just doing the UK it. at the moment, you know. <laughs> But, I love it. Yeah, when we hit the States, man, it's going to go crazy. I'm so proud of him. So, <laughs> Look well, what I've created, Howard. It is, <laughs> it, it, it is what it is. But whilst I'm here in New York, I'm, we're going we're gonna to hopefully do a New York screening for... Because um, my government lives here, that's why I'm here. Um, Amazing. So we'll hopefully do a New York screening. Um, can you tell me when so I can invite my friends? Yeah, so um, Scott from Scott's Pizza Tour is going to be sorting it. Out. Uh, oh my god! Please let me know with enough notice. Um, yeah, no, I will do. I will do. It's on my to-do list as soon as as soon as this is done. Um, actually, that, that's can I do a video message insert. Yeah, yeah, yeah you can do. <laughs> that's actually been the best thing I think about this whole thing is doing being able to do like screenings and stuff. Um, so yeah. we did a big London screening and uh, in I know which I couldn't which I couldn't make and I was really I was really really touched by your invitation oh. um I really really appreciate that thank you very much oh no worries I'm sorry you couldn't make it um we did one in London yeah. and I did one in Birmingham from like my home friends and hired a cinema out <laughs> um wow yeah it's just it's just ridiculous isn't it I guess it's just like when it comes out when it came out and you can sort of objectively say that it is a good documentary and I think me and James can say that because we didn't actually make it yeah so we can just sort of go yeah it is, it is good and being able to just do like the victory lap and come on podcasts and do screenings and stuff is is, um, is just I guess it's like the icing on the cake really um so yeah whilst we're here doing New York screening just just to be like absolutely extra <laughs> um, oh my god that's the gayest thing you've ever said. <laughs> well, it's true. It's true, though, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and, and did you did you get a say in the edit? Were you allowed to? Were you allowed any input whatsoever, or was it literally no. like, "Hey, guys, here's the finished thing"? No. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't get any say in it. Um, no, not at all. The only thing that happened, and I guess this is a good note to end on, really, is when the bloodstock uh, pronoun gate took off yeah um we recorded a bit in a studio about it that was originally the ending to the show but i felt quite strongly that after watching it it should go because it was like ruining our thing and making it about her and ultimately it it isn't about her so i thought it was better to just get rid of that end on a nice note and then flash up a card saying yeah idiot did this but like ultimately that's on them <laughs> um, uh, well I, it is and the response uh, the response on social media was again from the metal community 
Oh, was, absolutely. Was so quick to con- yeah, it was so quick to condemn. Yeah, it proved that our, our point that actually, you know, well, there are idiots everywhere, of course, we know that. But actually, on the whole, it's a welcoming community that is interested in human rights and yeah. climate change and wants to do and wants to be a force for good in the world. So, yeah, I, I, like we've said so many times, Dan, like one person, one woman doesn't make a festival. So it's sort of like not relevant. So that's the only say we had on the edit. But it wasn't even a say. It was more just like a personal opinion that I felt quite strongly about. Yeah, yeah. And and I think your reasoning there is is absolutely correct as well, because the um, uh, I, when I was watching it, funnily enough, I was wondering if there was if there was going to be, you know, a mention if it was going to come up um, and for it to just be kind of like a title card at the end. I just thought it was yeah, it was perfect because it 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 kind of it just didn't interfere with the documentary. The documentary was completely separate and it was just like, oh, yeah. And this happened. Yeah, I mean, it is a bit funny because it's like, look how wonderful. Oh, <laughs> but actually, you know, in 10 years when we're replaying this documentary on Dave or UK Gold or wherever it may end up, um, we'll just cut that bit off because <laughs> yeah, it will have gone. And by then, Bloodstock will be the most inclusive, happy festival in the world. <laughs> um, and, and, and there is and there is a case for saying that it's certainly um, it's certainly in the uh, in the top ten of those right now. And as you said, you know, one person doesn't make a um, um, you know doesn't make a festival, and um, and, and the reaction to it I, I, ultimately, you know, like you said. Proved your there point. will be a whole sea of pronouns at Bloodstock next year. I imagine people will be wearing them. We actually sell pronoun merch, gainongay.com forward slash shop. Didn't mean to get a plug in there, actually. No, but go for it. it go it, it for felt it. handy. But no, I think there'll be people wearing them and proudly displaying their pronouns out and about. And that would be great. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, it's... Um, so well well it, done her. What she's done is amazing for us. It's always a bit, you know, it's always annoying when stuff like that happens, but I was less upset than Dan because I'm used to that crap happening to my community and it was quite normal really. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I think, yeah, I think we dealt with it really well. And that that show that we've made is a really beautiful way to tell people that we're all different and that's beautiful. And also to tell her to just do one. <laughs> so wonderful. But I, and, and lastly, I mean, I'm, James, I'm pretty sure that um, musically your your mind has not changed in any way from how it was prior to the festival. But um, maybe now you just have a bit more of an understanding as what it is and why other people like it. Absolutely. Yeah. I won't be scared of a metal bar anymore. Yes, yes, and uh, yeah, that some somebody growling isn't necessarily. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, I'll just do it back probably. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll be like, oh, I met Howard from Acid Rain. Do you know them? And they'll be like, yeah. But, oh my god, he's such a cool guy. He's my friend. <laughs> and then we'll be like, woo. Oh, that's very kind of you. That's very kind of you. Um, and seriously, you've you've both got to come to um you've both got to come to a show. Um, uh, un- unfortunately, we well not unfortunately, but we, yeah, we played in August just after um just after Bloodstock. Um, but we will be coming back round. Um, Please let us know. I'm sure we'll be there. We'll do. We'll do. Well, you know, um, I might have headphones in, but you know, don't take that personally. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I know as as, lo- as long as you're listening to Steps or something. Well, <laughs> well, I probably will be. <laughs> there is well, there is a connection there, believe it or not, because is there? Um, there is because back in the day when our albums came out, um, I was purely known as H. Oh wow! Just, really? Yeah, and you met and years later, years years later. I mean, now now I am you know I'm I'm known as Howard H Smith, but. Uh, Back in the day, it was like, you know, Kev, Ramsey, Mac, Adam, H. Have you met um, H? Sorry, just, have you met H from Steps? I No, I haven't. Oh, this needs to happen. You see, well, this is this is the weird thing. It's like he I'm sure he probably doesn't even know I exist. But I I, I hear about him all the time. <laughs> so, oh, it's H from Steps. <laughs> Really? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For the for the millionth time, it's hilarious. Every and it's one of those. Everyone thinks they're the first person to do it. Hang on a second. H. Oh, I see H they joke steps. about him too. Right. No, oh, I'm sorry about that. Oh no. Well, you no, know what? You should just fine. perform steps one day. Do a metal cover of a steps song. Then uh, steps will know you, and no one will make that joke anymore because you'll have owned it. Uh, well, you know what? The best way. The best way to 
I absolutely completely agree. It's like you, you own any abuse you get for any reason. Yeah. You, just, you own it. You take the power out Please of it. Please do it. It just Please goes. Please do a metal cover of Steps. There's a metal cover of George Michael. Why can't but, there be a metal cover of a Steps song? But it, but aren't most Steps songs like aren't there big, well-known songs just tragedy cover versions? Be. But isn't tragedy a cover version? Oh, that's a good point. Uh, I mean, aren't all their best no, they songs have, No, cover they versions. do have some original songs. Say You'll Be Mine. That's a good one. Um, five, right. six, seven, eight. That's an original. Oh, I know that one. That would be a great rock song. That would be a really good metal song. Yeah, that would be a good one to cover. That is actually Steps' least favorite song, and the community, the Steps community's least favorite Steps song too. But, <laughs> well, but thanks it, for the heads up. That. That's that's really offensive. Well, well look, <laughs> well, look we, we hey, we did we, we did a cover version of a Suzanne, we did a cover version of a Suzanne Vega song, um, which is on our did album. You? And, and, yeah, well, she guested on it. She's been on the podcast as well, and she guests on the song. Oh wow! Um, uh-huh. And we also we also did a lock uh-huh. we did a lockdown video um, of the song, and um, which she which she even filmed a clip on her phone of her at home in New York and sent it over, no and, we were, and we were able to drop it into the video as well. She's an absolute she's an absolute darling. She's one of my favorite all time artists, and the fact that oh. she liked our version and would like even agreed to be on it, and and uh, it's just yeah. What song wow. was it? Um, Blood makes noise. Oh, I don't know. Um, that. No, and nobody, basically over here, Suzanne Vega is Marlena on the wall, Luca, Tom's Diner, and nothing else. Um, but um, a Blood Makes Noise was actually a number one single in the States um, back in the, you know, back in the early 90s. Um, so I'll tell you what, I will ping you, I will ping you a, um, I'll ping you a link to the lockdown video. Um, which will give you an idea of as to how stupid we are, but also um, yes, please. You, you can have a glimpse of Suzanne Vega in there as well. Only just, <laughs> only yeah, just. I do. Th- I mean, she is an icon. She's the oh, moment. So ab- uh, absolutely, absolutely. And we'll absolutely. see you at your show in London for this Steps cover. You better well, make it happen. Uh, I, I can't. I can't promise anything. But um, <laughs> look, look, um, James, thank you so much, Dan. All the way from New York, really appreciate you um, uh, reaching out in the first place and setting this up. Uh, guys, it's been an absolute joy. Thank, Thank you Thank so you for much. having us on your podcast and for letting me into your community. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, Absolute thank you. pleasure. Thanks for having us. And yeah, we'll see you soon. Cool. Absolute pleasure, guys. Thanks for coming on. No Speak to you later. Yay. Take care. Thank you, Cheers. Howard. It was delightful Bye. to meet you and chat. And you guys. Take see care. You your show. Cheers. <laughs> Lovely. Can't wait. No, I cannot wait. That will be awesome. It will be great. And see how, um, I mean, our, our crowd's very accepting. Um, and I, I, yeah, I just think that's going to be awesome. So hopefully that happens next time we play London. So um, hope you enjoyed that. I really enjoyed doing it. And now I'm going to do the bit I normally do at the beginning. If you've enjoyed this podcast, why not help support it by joining uh, the Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash Howard H. Smith. You get the podcast early. You uh, get early heads up as to who's going to be on podcasts. So you get to ask uh, questions of uh, the interviewees. I do a live podcast once a month on Zoom, do a radio show, um, album reviews, all sorts of stuff. There's tons to to get yourself stuck into six dollars a month all you need to do is go and select the um the full bollocks uh, tier at patreon.com forward slash howard h smith um i also sing in uk thrash band acid rain i'm also a stand-up comedian um and my char- comedy character is keith platt professional yorkshireman i also host the regi- well no i host the official motorhead podcast the motorcast and there's also another podcast out there called The Reducer, which I do with two comedy friends. So there's a lot to get stuck into. I'll put some links in the description. Um, now, you can, like I said, sign up there and get all your stuff or just 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 subscribe to the podcast. That'd be great. Just subscribe. Just just be another listener. That's great. Every single listen is appreciated every single bit so please share the podcast tell your friends about it even if you think it's shit seriously if you think i'm a wanker i'm full of bullshit opinions full of myself don't really like me annoying voice all that fine fine because whoever you slag me off to might be inspired to listen and either agree with you or go do you know what actually 
he's not as annoying as I thought. I mean, let's face it, unlikely, but possible. So um, please do share the podcast, tell people about it and um, subscribe. That's all I ask. Thank you very much. I mean, it all helps basically keep this ad free. Note, no annoying adverts for fucking Manscaped bloody, you know, bollock shears or whatever those manscaping things are. Um, you know, no adverts for the NHS. Um, and all that. There's just weird podcast adverts doing the round at the moment. Some that I'm just like, oh, please, fuck off. Anyway, no one's going to advertise on this because I say cunt way too much. Ta-ra!